purposes. All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. Caught the audio issues early. Know what is going on. I promise you, I will make sure we are straight on that front. But uh, welcome back. It is Monday, November 21st of 2022, wrapping up week 11 of the NFL season with the showdown tonight. Got some hockey, I believe. Got some NBA going on. Three sports of action coming at you. If you are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you are not a member of our Discord, get linked up now. There is a link in the description below to get started there. Tons of awesome DFS conversations happening all the time. A lot of really smart people in there. Definitely a place to learn and ask questions 100%. Uh, you know, with that being said, we are going to get the show kicked off with the winners of our weekly Max Challenge. If you are not familiar with our Max Challenge, it is a giveaway. We have been doing the entire NFL season. Lots of awesome prizes to give out each and every week. Lots of season-long prizes if you have been participating with us up to this point. So with that being said, we are going to announce the winner of the highest score for this week. The top finisher from each week wins one free month of SaberSim and a SaberSim t-shirt and an entry into our end of the season free roll. So with that being said, with a seventh place finish and a score of 192.5 points, our winner for the highest scorer was Albus. Albus, congratulations, and our support team will reach out to you to get you your uh, free shirt, to let you know about your free month, and to let you know that we have entered you into our end-of-the-season free roll. Congratulations, and thank you for participating. That being said, we are going to go over to our trusty Wheel of Names and do the spin for tickets to next week's mini max if you participated we have your name written down here there is a google sheet in the office hours channel that i attached with the stream so you can always check if your name was on the list i know that there was like a really weird case with uh people's uh passwords getting um stolen on on DraftKings. like uh weird weird thing there but uh, somebody reached out. We we put their name in there as well. So, um, you know, always just doing manual review, making sure everybody is included. So we are going to hit the shuffle a couple times here. Had 137 people continuing to participate. Glad to see everybody still playing at this point in the season. So with that being said, we're going to hit the wheel. And this will be for free entry into next week's Mini Max. And the winner is... Edub1976, congratulations. The team will reach out to you and confirm when your tickets have been processed. So really happy to have everybody continuing to participate and uh, looking forward to continuing to have a really strong uh, presence in these Minimax contests throughout the end of the season. Good job, everybody. And we are going to get rolling with our normal office hours here. I see a... Uh, comment here from Alvis tuning in live to the stream 
said, thanks, Andrew. My ROI has improved dramatically since using SaberSim for the past year. Awesome to hear it. And uh, really appreciate these, uh, you know, testimonials. It just uh, goes goes a long way. So, so thank you guys for participating. Happy to hear about your continued success over the last year. But with that being said, we only have a couple questions in the queue today, everybody. Um, hoping to get some more questions rolling in here as we get going. So just throwing that out there. I see a comment here from Neil. Neil said, is the end of the season free roll in week 18? Okay, so in order to qualify for the, um, I believe the free roll, it's it's 18 weeks for all of the end of the season prizes, like for like all like the Yeti cooler and, and stuff like that. So if you participate all 18 weeks, uh, you will get those prizes. And then I believe we'll probably do it like the Monday or, or Tuesday after. So after week 18, probably the very next week, sometime during that week, we will do the free roll. So stay tuned for that. We will do that on stream as well. But uh, once week 18 concludes, we get all the data, get everything sorted out. Then we will go ahead and do the free roll. So looking forward to that. But Going to get started here with a question from the piano teacher. Got a question here, and he said, new member, absolutely loving the pro plan so far. Here's a strategy question. I've been impressed with the NFL and NBA projections so far. One thing that has popped out the last two weeks is even with contrarian settings, I was getting a ton of Damian Pierce chalk in my builds. He's rejected high everywhere, so it's understandable. When trying to work around that, I realized I have absolutely no clue how to reduce exposure in a plus EV way since he showed up in so many of the 5,000 pool builds. Can you give a good insight into a good way to incorporate chalk fading into our process without negatively affecting the Sims? Okay, really good question here. So let's go over. We'll just do this uh, for the DraftKings uh, main slate this last weekend. And sounds like you're on the pro plan. So, you know, we're going to build. This is like probably, you know, we talk about like aggregating uh, projections. We talk about like custom metrics. But I mean, really, it, in my opinion, the ability to run 5,000 lineups in your pool is just such a huge value add because you can do so many things with 5,000 lineups. Like I almost never get to the can't meet exposures just because, you know, you're, you're going to build, I don't know, maybe you're building like three, even 300 uh, unique lineups. Like you could do so much with 5,000 lineups that you could, you could adjust exposures. You can, you know, do use many uniques you can do all these things and you just have such a huge pull to work with and i think the big thing is that you know are you treating every lineup in your pool as viable which is something that matt has talked a lot about and if you are doing that you shouldn't have trouble getting to any of these exposures so like let's just say we're building 150 lineups and you know we got we have our pool of uh, 5,000 over here, getting to a ton of Damian Pierce. Like you said, if you want to know kind of who the chalk plays are on a slate, some something that I like to do is I'll come into the home screen and I'll just run a cash build. Come over here, run a cash build, you know, running it at 000 settings. We're only going to build, you know, the pool of 40. That's all we really need to kind of understand what the chalk is on any given week. And I'm going to come in here. I'm going to do this. 
We're going to get our 40 lineups, and then we're going to come in here, look at the full 40. You can look at 20 if you want, but a 40, 40 is not that much much different in in my opinion. Uh, we did this for we did this for the showdown by accident. So I'm going to go back to the main slate, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna do this exact thing here. Run a cash build for the main slate. Run 40 lineups, and and let's see what they're spitting out. I think this is a really good way of kind of understanding what the cash players are, what what the uh, chalk constructions are going to be, the combinatorics of it all, like who's going to get played together, how do these guys fit in really well, where are the swaps, who are like the one-for-one swaps, the two-for-two swaps, etc. I think you can gain some information from doing this. So give this a shot. Going to make some adjustments here so we can see the lineups. And then going to look, we'll just look at 20, totally fine. So right off the bat, seeing a ton, Diggs, Steelers D, you know, just price low. I, I'm not as concerned about defenses. I, I'm more looking at like position players. So, you know, we're seeing a ton of Diggs, Pierce, Higby with cup out makes sense. Josh Allen, uh, Dawson Knox. So getting like a little QB plus two right here. Uh, Higby, a value play with with Cup, and then you can also kind of like come into the lineups and and see see what the constructions are. You know, still like fifty percent of Sutton, Hint, Hinton. So these are like guys that I will like write down kind of on a notepad and and make some notes, especially like the Diggs and Pierce and, and Higby and Allen. Just gonna be like we're, we're probably like really chalky. I don't know what their ownership ended up coming up at, but I'm, I'm, I'm treating this as if this is pre-build. So going to write some of those things down. I go into a build that I run and, you know, right off the bat, you know, we're seeing those four pieces right here, you know, Diggs, Pierce, Allen, Knox, you know, how do we kind of, uh, go, what, what is the best way of limiting our exposure to these players? If, if we don't want to be so high over the field on them, I think it's a really good, Really good uh, question. So first thing I want to do is I want to be able to see this uh, pool exposure. So I'm just going to open up a couple columns. You can either get rid of some columns or you could use the bar at the bottom to scroll over and and see it. So, you know, I'm seeing that I'm getting about 30% of digs in my pool and about 41% of Pierce in my pool. So, you know, pretty, pretty like almost more than more than half and then more than a third lower for Diggs and Pierce in the, in the entire pool. So like that, that is pretty, pretty interesting there. And Neil saying chalk is just a term. Uh, okay. So Vanessa said, please forgive the silly question. What is a chalk build? So, so Neil answered this for me. He said chalk is just a term for popular slash highly owned players. Yes. So, you know, you could come in to like any slate sort by ownership and then the top owned plays are going to be your, your chalky players or you're like really highly owned players. That's, that's all that means. So, um, you know, the top two highest owned guys, we're getting a ton of them, right? Neil is, uh, asking, you know, how do we, uh, kind of, uh, walk that back or I'm sorry, the, the piano teachers asking, you know, how do we kind of walk that back, limit ourselves in that situation? So first thing I would do, I would start using the min unique filter. And maybe we're going to be able to get up to like five min uniques. You can go one by one, see how those affect your builds. But even, even at five min uniques, you know, we're only at lineup 1159 in the pool and our 90 plus percent exposure. 
is already down to 60. And, you know, we could probably crank this up a little more. And, you know, getting into the 4,000s, so getting pretty close to the end of the pool, I doubt we can get to seven. But but just that alone, one, you're still getting leverage on these plays. We still have positive leverage, which the builder is telling us that, you know, pre-locked, these are good plays. So, like, that's okay. We still have the leverage. We're really close to the pool exposures, considering how far we are in the pool. That makes sense. So, like, this is the first and foremost, most organic way to handle this. I think that if you want to take a like underweight stance on them, then that is when I would go away from the min uniques and then come in and basically tell the builder your opinion because you're, you're being more opinionated at this point. Like, Hey, you know, I, I, I don't want to play Pierce. I, I want to get off of him. And then, you know, maybe I want to get off of Diggs as well. So you can come in, put those exposures in, unable to meet exposures if you do it this way. So what I would do is that you can do two things. One, you can either walk back the min uniques and turn it down and then see if the builder can get you lineups, which which it just did. You know, the message went away. We, we lowered our min uniques, but we put in those opinions. So I think if you get to that point, that is a decision that you have to make. Am I okay, you know, being less diversified to to get uh, certain exposures that I want in a positive or negative direction. That is one way you can approach it. If you know pre-build that you do not want to play these plays, I think another thing you could do is come into the home screen, adjust the projections of the players that are like chalk that you want to stay off of for whatever reason. You know, you've done research, you've run research builds, you've listened to podcasts throughout the industry. You've, you've done something to lead you to believe that these plays are not going to be good. Come in here and adjust the projection. Maybe start with like a 10% adjustment. That way, one, you could get to less of the plays that you want to avoid. And then you don't have to walk back this min unique. You know, you could if you were to adjust their projection in the home screen, you would probably get less of them in your pool. And you would probably still be able to get to a higher min unique setting. I think that is like a more aggressive approach because you are adjusting the inputs to the Sims in step one. So like, just kind of know that you're having a bigger impact on the Sims. But if that is something that you have a lot of conviction about and you feel strongly about, I think that's a totally okay way to do it. Like, Hey, you know, I'm avoiding the plays I don't want to play and I'm allowing myself to get the most min uniques that I can post build. So definitely a balance there, but that is how I would try and think about it. Uh, really good question, but, um, you know, just, just going back to the piano teacher, uh, original question, but if I were trying to balance, you know, exposures with, with chalk and kind of some of these things, I, I think that's like a totally fine way to go about it. You could be really blunt by using the minimax. You could do it more organically with the min uniques and make adjustments to projections as needed. But the 5,000 lineup pool really, really helps you to kind of put these things in and still get lineups. And I think it's totally okay to treat every lineup in your pool as viable. There are so many combinations uh, on, especially on like an 11 game main slate, you know, specifically just so many combinations of lineups, uh, you know, millions and millions of, of possible lineups out there, you could definitely find 5,000 plus EV lineups. Uh, I, I firmly believe that. So good question there. 
going to keep it rolling here. Our next question is from Billy in the Discord. And Billy said, let's get this one up here. Uh, Andrew, am I correct in thinking that if adjusting exposures in step three within the pool limitations, not having to send exposures, I should still be getting plus EV lineups out of my 5,000 player pool. Technically, I am still trusting the Sims. I feel like sometimes we get scared to tweak, but if it's within the limits of the step three build, we still should be all good to go, correct? Okay, so really similar to our last question, kind of building on this topic, seems like the theme today. So, you know, Billy is is asking about, you know, 5,000 player uh, lineup pool, right? So we have 5,000 lineups here. You know, we are treating every lineup in the pool as viable and we are maximizing our diversity in, in, in the conversation that we just had. It's like, it's like really a personal decision, whether you want to, you know, maximize diversity and go all the way into your pool, that is a viable strategy. And like, that is a strategy that Matt, the founder of SaberSim talks about and, and uses in his own process. Uh, that is a strategy that a lot of people have want to get really spread out, want to give yourself uh, more shots. Some people want to play more aggressive and like, bring this many unique players down and be more concentrated. And that's more of an aggressive style. So you have to kind of understand the player you are balance that with the amount of bankroll you're playing and make decisions based on that. There's always going to be like a crossroads that you come up to in the post build screen where, Hey, do I want to go straight or do I want to go, do I want to turn, you know, do I want to be more diverse and go straight or do I want to be more aggressive and, and make a right at this junction. And like, that is something that, you as the driver of your DFS car need to answer for yourself, but you know, there's no wrong or right answer. Uh, there are a lot of different paths to victory. I think that is like the key takeaway is that, you know, there's not a wrong or right way. There's a lot of different ways to win. And, and, you know, you could, you could see that, you know, in, in talking to people in discord and on in, in DFS Twitter space, like there are so many different types of players and there's, there's not a wrong or right way uh to to win really so really good really good topic i think the 5000 lineup pool really just kind of opens the bounds of what you can do post build and what kind of lineups uh you can get to and just allows you to have a lot more flexibility overall so really good questions today happy to continue to talk about it um i see a question here from four four by grace mm-hmm. And let me get this in the chat. So what's up? Uh, why do my single entry GPP 5,000 plus entry lineup score so low? Should I just run a multi-entry build and use top projection? Any Black Friday membership special going on um, going on this week? Okay, good question. So, all right. So this is just like a uh, personal preference. I guess I'll say, so if you are playing like one lineup and, you know, or maybe like three lineups, you're playing like a handful of, of single entries. I think it's like totally okay to build 5,000 lineups, but you know, you don't have to, you could, you could build, you could build less lineups. Um, You know, it is, it is like default 500, you know, you could open it up to 5,000. I think like 5,000 lineups for, for picking one is, is a little overkill um you know just just rereading the question you know why are my lineups scoring so low um you know it's it's a high variance game and sometimes that is how 
the the chips fall. I would say like, you know, make sure that you're doing research to kind of find the lineups that you want. I think that, you know, especially if like you are hand picking a lineup, there are a lot of things that we have built into the app that can help you do that. We have the ability to one for one swap players. If there is a lineup that you like, where you just don't like one single piece of it, or you want to make a swap, you can do that. Right. And I will show you exactly how to do that. So we just ran like a single entry, uh, 5,000 lineups going to make a couple adjustments here and we are going to start talking about it. Right. So, you know, I think if I'm picking like a single lineup, I am more likely to just come in here and kind of scroll through the lineups and find one that I like. And, and maybe I like this top lineup, right? But maybe I don't want to play two tight ends in, in the, uh, a double tight end lineup, right? So I can just come in here. I can hit this little uh, pencil icon. This window is going to pop up. I can come in here and manually change any single player. And, you know, I could come in here and I could pick one, right? So I'm going to sort by salary because I know I only have 3,800 left. So going to come down here and see what kind of plays I have at that price range and see how they grade out. So, you know, scrolling through here, uh, I don't know who did well yesterday, but maybe we can find somebody at this price range. Um, maybe we look and have, I, I, I don't think anybody did that that well at this price range yesterday actually so you know maybe oh two two out well right two two out well with like a 62 yard touchdown maybe you know we have our crystal ball we look into it, it says play two two out well we do that we make our one change we save that lineup so if you're like really opinionated only playing one lineup that is one way you can do it another way that you can uh have like really good tools to kind of make these like one for one. And, and then if you, if you do that, it'll lock the lineup and make sure that, uh, it, it always stays in however many lineups that you use. So if you make like a one for one swap like that, it will save and make sure that it stays. So just a side note there. Another thing you can do is you can use filters out. Something I like to do, go into the pool, right? Click over this pool tab and then get, get really opinionated. So I'll open this up to status take take these off and then maybe sort by pool so you know we're playing like the second highest owned uh quarterback in our pool so like maybe you say you know you've done research i want to play josh allen all right and then i want to play josh allen with stefan diggs and dawson Knox, a little qb plus two i want to run it back with amari cooper you could take like these core pieces that you have in the lineup and start filtering lineups to find one where one, you get to the core kind of group that you have decided that you want to play and then see what kind of pieces Saber Sim fits in around it. So, you know, in this situation, you're saying, Hey, I want to play Josh Allen uh, with a QB plus two with a bring back. I put those players that I want into the filters I now have six lineups remaining out of my 5,000 that I can come through that have these pieces where I am less concerned about what the rest of the lineup looks like. I've gotten my thoughts in there 
And now I'm going to let Saberson basically build the rest of the lineup for me. And I have options to figure out which one I want to take with me into it. And you can scroll through here and you can find a lineup you like. And I think like this is totally a viable strategy, especially like playing a single lineup and you have strong opinions. So a lot of different ways to like use filters, use different tools to kind of come to the lineups that you want to play. I, I would highly recommend playing more unique lineups. You know, it's going to be really, really hard to kind of realize your edge over time playing only one to five lineups on a Sunday, especially since it's like a weekly sport. I think the more lineups you can get in play, give you more chances to find lineups that ultimately score better. So those are my thoughts there. I would say, you know, going back to our DFS profit plan, we have our diversifiers and our elevators. Play a handful of elevators. Play the $1 single entry, the $2 single entry, the $3 single entry, the $5, the $12. Play the $1 three max, the $3 three max, the $5 three max, maybe the $8 three max. You could treat all of those contests as unique entries. That, that alone was probably like 15 entries and you build 15 elevator slash single entry three max lineups and enter each one as a unique entry across those contests, giving yourself more chances to have a higher actual score outcome. And all of those contests pay out really well. Your ROI will be high if you score uh, or bink one of those contests with one of those 15. You don't need to hit every single contest all at once. So those are my thoughts there. And we are going to keep it rolling. Okay. Got a question here from John. Or actually, uh, had a follow-up here from the piano teacher. Just going to hit this before we move on to the next question. Piano teacher said, thanks, Andrew. I feel like my approach was too random at first. So this walkthrough helps a ton on how to interact with the tools. Happy to help and continue to ask good questions. And I will continue to do my best to give you good answers. All right. Moving on here. Question from John. This is our last question in the Discord at the moment. So John said, similar to our max exposures for showdown conversation last week, how does a GeoMean ownership max work in that regard with sacrificing SIM outputs? Does it just fill optimally based on the game SIM and then throw in low-owned players after that to meet the requirements? Excited to hear about the upcoming filter options so I can use features like this post-build instead has SaberSim also thought about implementing a new way to meet exposures? For example, locking a player in showdown if the player is not optimal in that one game sim, it would not it would not use it and find another one to build your pool with. Would also work in the opposite case if you set max exposures and the player is optimal in that sim. This would obviously be slower, but perhaps you could toggle it on to get more sim accurate builds. Just a thought I had this weekend. So, so good, good thoughts and and good question overall here from John. Uh, continuing to think about DFS in the right way, and I can tell you that you know the team is always working behind the scenes to kind of find ways to fine tune the sims, fine tune the outputs that ultimately. Uh, lead to your lineups being built. So a lot of the things that you're mentioning are being talked about behind the scenes. And um, John gave a uh, uh, sidebar here that we are coming out with some new lineup sorting features, kind of the way um, 
that you're able to, uh, we're going to have like new ways to sort lineups. And uh, I, I, I personally don't know too much about how exactly it's going to work, but we should be releasing it in the very near future. So more to come on that for anyone who caught that little nugget there. But going back to the question about Geomine basically is what, what uh, John was asking about. So we're going to go home here. We're going to go over to the showdown for tonight. Got the Niners playing the Cardinals. And if I wanted to come into the lineup rules over here and set a Geomine rule, this is one that we demoed last week. You know, how does it handle this? It's, it's a good question. So, you know, we are going to take our uh, single game simulations using the um, 0010 sliders that we have here if we're playing a GPP. So taking single game optimals from the SIM database, constructing your lineups based on that. So what we are going to do is we are going to pull this in. We are going to build the optimal and then we are going to try and well, we are going to build it. And then we are going to see how that matches up with our geo mean rule there. If the lineup does not meet the geo mean rule, we will start swapping out individual pieces of the lineup based on what players come next and what, what optimal build next completes this rule. So we build, you know, a captain five flexes, you know, doesn't meet the geo mean. We will start swapping out individual pieces until we can meet that geo mean rule. And I will take that back to the team to confirm that is how it works. But as of right now, that is my understanding that, you know, build the lineups and then see how the pieces fit. And then if the pieces don't meet the geo mean from, you know, the optimal from the single game sim, we will start swapping out pieces. So that is how it works. Um, that is one of the risks of using aggregate rules like this is that, you know, ultimately you are going to move away from the sim optimals but you know if you are saying if you understand that and you are sacrificing that for you know getting more unique and trying to avoid duplication that is something that you know you have to like be okay with and if if you think that the benefits outweigh what you have to pay to get that then i think it's totally okay and there are you know a lot of players who use the geomean rule to because they want more of that first place equity when they have a winning lineup. And I think that there's definitely something to be said about that. But as far as how it works, that is my understanding of exactly how it works at the moment. I will confirm that. And if anything is different than the way I explained it today, I will uh, correct myself on tomorrow's stream first thing. So really good question there. All right. Hopping over to YouTube chat. And going to scroll through here. Got a question from Clay said, good afternoon. How do I set my max ownership to 130 for NFL? Okay. So I'm going to demo this for the showdown tonight. Works the same way on main slates, etc. So if you want to come into these lineup rules, you hit add new rule. You go over to aggregate. You go to my own. You can change it to some, which I believe this is a sum. No more than. And then you would put 130. You would hit save. And then now it shows up as an aggregate rule. And then as long as this is checked, it will uh, be applied when you run a build. So that is how the aggregate rules work. It used to be over here in the build screen. We have since moved it to these lineup aggregate rule dropdown 
You could do, you know, my projections, some at least, my own. You could do a bunch of different things in this column. So good question there. That is how you do it. All right. Keep continuing to scroll. I see HC is here and happy to be here. What's up, HC? Uh, let's see. We have one more question uh, or a couple questions right here coming in from Neil and HC. If anybody has any more questions, now is the time to get them in. All right. Question from Neil. Is there any play plans to display product ownership in step three? Right now, it's just cumulative ownership. I feel like having product ownership there for Showdown in particular would be helpful. Okay, so I do not believe that we are showing it like you say. You know, we just have this own percent, which is the sum ownership as you talk about. I don't know if there are plans to do that. I can put it down as a feature request. So show product own post build. Um, I'll, I'll take that back to the team. If you have the pro plan and you want to do this now, what you can do is you can come in and create a custom metric and then just do my own geo mean and you could do the value. And what this will do is it will show you the product my own. So if you are on the pro plan, you want to see this now, you don't want to wait for us to add it as a feature. Just go in, create a custom metric, um, set it to my own product geo mean, and then the value. If you do the rank, it will show you how that matches up in the pool. So it'll give you a number from one to 500. Not exactly what we want to do in this case. So in this exact case, we would want to use the value. And that'll show you the actual uh, geo mean value in that case, which in this for this lineup is 28.7. So, you know, there are ways to do it. Now, if you're on the pro plan, I will take it back to the team as a feature request to see if we can also show like some own and then like product own. So good question there, Neil. I will take that back. All right, HC said... Andrew, how do you feel about if you're not into changing exposures for multiple players or sometimes not at all? How do you feel about using min uniques as a way to get your lineups different instead? Good question, HC. I think it is an even better way than using min uniques, especially for like classic slates. I am of the opposite tune for showdowns specifically. I think in showdowns, um, a lot of times, like it, it, it only takes a one-to-one -one player swap to be optimal versus not optimal. I think forcing two players to be different from one another in showdown, it might be a little more, might be a little too aggressive in, in my, my personal opinion. So it's something that I definitely think is an awesome feature for classic slates. Um, what I think the most like important thing to stress is that it can handle uh, lots and lots of exposure adjustments much better than an individual person can. Like if I were to change this to two, Okay, if I were to change this to three, uh, maybe we'll do this with 150, and it'll be a little easier to demo. But but as as we increase this, it is shifting the exposures of so many players in the most positive EV way that like my brain couldn't even comprehend that. What I would probably do is just come in here and 
and start chopping exposure off of the top, but it is going to do it in a much better way where it's going to say, hey, hang on to these pieces and move these other pieces around to maintain high EV lineups. Uh, that is like one of the benefits of using a tool or an optimizer to do it. They The just computing power is just so, so great and vast that it can handle this and kind of understand all of the variables at once. I mean, we're at five been unique, still like 70% to Damian Pierce, who was just a really good play at the beginning of the slate. Um, you know, if we were on Min Uniques, if I didn't have this tool, I would probably come in here and just chop chop him down right away. And I just, from from looking and trying and understanding what Min Uniques does, I've learned that that is not the most optimal way to handle that, uh, to handle exposure uh, risk management. So I think Min Uniques is an awesome tool. I think that it warrants not having to adjust any exposures at all in the post build, unless there are certain players you are not getting to that you want to get to that you are very convicted about. I think that, you know, still coming in and making a handful like one to five is like totally okay. I would really try and lean on the menu uniques feature. I think it is a really awesome feature at this point. So really good question there. Got one more question here from Western Decline said, hey, how do you make a rule to add at least one wide receiver, one wide receiver or running back with my QB in showdown format? Thanks. Okay. So let's go over to showdown. And I don't know if this is like an only a flex rule or a captain rule. If you could clarify that for me, that would be awesome. But what I would do is I would make a rule and then I would say, um, you know, you could do a group rule, an automatic, and then say, you know, if at least um, maybe maybe a, maybe a manual rule. So group manual, say if at least one, and then you're going to say uh, if I have a Jimmy G in the captain, then I want to use, you know, CMC or Debo or Ayuk or Kittle. And you could say, you know, then use at least one, use at least two, and you could kind of write this rule however you want it to be. Um, you could also write the rule for Jimmy G like flex too. So if I use Jimmy G in the captain or flex, I want to use at least two pass catchers. And you can write the same rule for Arizona or different variations of it. Uh, there are a lot of different ways to kind of come up with it, but this is how I would do it. And if then group manual rule with you inputting the pieces, how you want them to be. So that is how you do that. Let me know if you have any follow-up there, but definitely ways to do that within the lineup rules to get the type of lineups that you are ultimately looking for. So that being said, everybody, that was our last question today. Good luck in all your contests. If you are not signed up with SaberSim, there is a link in the description below to a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial. And uh, see a follow-up right here from Western Klein. Never knew about these manual rules. Thanks. Yep. Happy to demo them on stream and uh, show you all of their awesome uh, just viability and flexibility and all the different ways you can work them into your process. But that being said, everybody, we will be right back here tomorrow for our regularly scheduled office hours. In the meantime, good luck in your contest, and I will talk to you all then. Thanks.